The IOC bans the Russian Olympic Committee, but opens the door for neutral Russians athletes to compete in Pyeongchang. Welcome to the latest edition of Around the Rings Radio. I'm Kevin Nutley, and today I'm joined by ATR editor Ed Hula, who was in Lausanne for the busy week of decisions by the IOC executives. Thanks for joining me today, Ed. Hi, Kevin. Great to be here from Lausanne. The major headline from this week came on Tuesday, when the IOC decided on Russia's participation at the upcoming Winter Olympics. What was the atmosphere like ahead of and after the Russia decision? Well, it's been one of the most anticipated of many years for the IOC. I mean, it's been building in this particular instance, the the situation involving athletes for Pyeongchang Olympics for the better part of a year. Um, and the question was whether Russia would be banned outright from Pyeongchang or whether there would be a way for Russian athletes to compete. Um, it is a very politically charged issue. It involves the one of the most important national Olympic committees in the world and certainly one of the powerhouses in winter sport. So uh, a lot of anticipation here. Um, the meeting itself drew a couple of hundred reporters, and it's been a it's been a while since the IOC attracted that kind of a, uh, a press contingent outside the Olympic Games and outside of a big vote for an Olympic bid city. So uh, plenty of attention here this week. And after the decision, what was the reaction? Well, on the part of the IOC, I think they're, they feel pretty, pretty satisfied with themselves. I mean, they think that uh, the executive board, the IOC executive board, was able to uh, vote in favor of this by consensus. Uh, I'm told today that while there was no vote taken, all the 14 members of the executive board were in agreeing that this was a proper course to go, which was uh, that allows clean Russian athletes, athletes who are certified through a very rigorous process of being clean, uh, are allowed to compete as Olympic athletes from Russia, not as part of the Russian Olympic team, uh, the Russian National Olympic Committee course is suspended uh, as, as part of the, the sanctions that have been carried out. Um, it's, a, it, it's, it's sanctions on a variety of levels uh, that uh, it's not just one, one antidote, one, one dose of medicine, several doses of medicine aimed at uh, correcting this uh, doping crisis in Russia. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what, what President Putin said yesterday about it, that Russia would not bother with a boycott, that it would allow athletes who wanted to go to Pyeongchang to compete under the Olympic athlete from Russia uh, designation, said that would, that would be fine with him. So, so far... Everybody thinks it's uh, it's going pretty well. It could have been a, a lot nastier. Could have been a lot more hard feelings about this. Um, maybe there's still more to come on this than we realize today. But so far, so good. I think for the for the IOC on this. Mm-hmm. And and you mentioned that the Russian response from Vladimir Putin and no bo- boycott. Were you surprised by that reaction at all? And what's next well, for Russia on the road to recovery and reform? Well, not, I, I guess I really wasn't 
surprised because if if Russia wants to get back into this thing, it's got to prove itself that to the world that it can provide athletes who are clean, athletes who don't have suspicions over doping. And one way to do that most immediately is to participate in Pyeongchang with athletes who, who can pass the muster. Um, and if Vladimir Putin says, we're going to boycott, we won't go there, it only delays. It only delays for another Winter Games or two mm-hmm. the ability of Russia to come back. So um, uh, he, he, he may not really have had a choice but to go along with it. Mm-hmm. Um, he's also running for president, re-election for president. Uh, the announcement that there would be no boycott came on the day that he declared his uh, run for the next uh, next presidential election in March. So uh, um, Russians, I hear, don't like the idea of them being banned under these circumstances. But so far, the Russian president is uh, is supporting it. One of the other item of note here is on December 12th, the athletes uh, involved with the leadership of Olympics in Russia, uh, other officials will meet in Moscow and supposedly discuss the ramifications of this decision by the IOC and how they will react officially, how they will prepare for an Olympic Games if indeed it's the choice that athletes are to be sent to the uh, neutral situation of the Olympic athlete in Russia designation. Mm. So again, all relatively good. Uh, the March, the December 12th meeting is not expected to provide any kind of break from what Vladimir Putin uh, seems to be initially proposing. So cooler heads are, are prevailing for right now. Yeah, it seems like the right tactical choice for uh, for the Russians at this point. Yeah. And moving on to the second day of the executive board discussions, um, they talked a lot about the statuses of boxing and weightlifting in the Olympic movement. And it seems uh, weightlifting is safer now from being dropped from the program. The question about weightlifting involved uh, some some pretty pretty nasty results in doping hmm. over the past few years. I and mean, we're talking uh, dozens of positive drug tests at the World Championships held in Houston, Texas in 2015. Uh, Since the retesting of Beijing and London, 25 25 weightlifting athletes have been found with positive test results uh, years after the Games. And it's it's pretty outrageous. Uh, The IOC has, for years, had worries about weightlifting and the prevalence of doping. And they were put on notice last June by the IOC executive board to come up with a plan to fix things, come up with a plan to rid the sport of this doping taint or risk being cut from the Olympics in 2024. Uh, The IOC executive board considered the proposal that the International Weightlifting Federation presented to them last week um, and have decided that uh, they're they're doing the right thing, and that for now, for now, weightlifting will be part of the 2024 program in Paris. Uh, but it still depends on continued improvement in what weightlifting is doing to uh, enforce a 
clean sport, clean lifting. Uh, if, if these world championships have just ended in Anaheim, California this week, perhaps return another raft of positive tests, that will be bad. Uh, weightlifting has got to show immediately that it's, uh, it's turned the corner. And as long as it does that, well, it will stay on track, we believe, for Paris without any difficulty. It should be mentioned that nine countries are, are banned right now for a year from competition because of chronic uh, test, uh, positive tests and weightlifting, among them Russia and China. Uh, none of them participated in those world championships in Anaheim. The second decision of the executive board from the, uh, from the executive board involving the federation involved AIBA, the International Boxing Association, uh, which has uh, been struggling with a leadership crisis for about a half a year now, uh, brought on by some serious charges of financial mismanagement, of bad governance, of bad decision-making at the International Federation that has put it supposedly on the brink of, of bankruptcy. And the IOC is uh, telling the Federation that it's got to comply with a whole long list of requirements before it's safe, it's assured of a place on the Olympic program. For now, everything is okay, but the uh, Federation has until the end of January to let the IOC know how it's complying with these demands, or the Federation could be put up for a hearing at the IOC session in Pyeongchang in February, uh, which could result in the suspension of the Boxing Federation. I am told that one reason the Boxing Federation was not suspended, was not suspended by the executive board uh, this week, is that the IOC session, not the executive board, the IOC session is the group with the power to suspend uh, a federation from the Olympic Games. So uh, they're, they're on notice, and uh, they've got to uh, convince the IOC that the Boxing Federation is uh, getting its house in order. And their extraordinary Congress on January 27th in Dubai could pave the way for that. So we'll see what the results are there. Yeah, that's what they're waiting for, that that Congress in Dubai. uh, The the Federation is expected to adopt reforms, changes, so they need to keep that going. Mm Mm-hmm. And lastly, you spent some time in IOC's temporary headquarters in Puye. And what are your thoughts on the temporary facilities? Well, it's it's a typical sort of crossroads of the world. It's a it's an office tower. It's going to be vacated in a, a year and a half or so when the new building is uh, completed in the former site of the IOC headquarters in Viti. But uh, just in the you know, 15, 20 minutes that I was waiting in the lobby for appointments, uh, people to talk to. Um, in, in comes Kip, Kip Kano, uh, the great Kenyan runner and former president of the Kenyan Olympic Committee, now retired as an, as an IOC member. We chatted for a few minutes about how things are going in Kenya with per, Paul Turgot, now the newly elected uh, uh, president of the Kenya Olympic Committee. Uh, 
a few minutes later, S. Ramachandran came in. He is the outgoing Indian National Olympic Committee president. He stopped by IOC headquarters this Thursday afternoon to say goodbye to the IOC president. He'll be stepping down next uh, week as the president of the Indian Olympic Association. Uh, and then finally, before I left the building, Billy Kalschmidt, one of the uh, executive board members who participated in the decisions yesterday about about Russia, uh, earlier in the week about, about Russia, um, and he expressed uh, the, I, I think, the sense of relief, uh, the sense of satisfaction that the IOC feels that they have uh, taken the right steps this week about Russia and that they have taken a step that allows athletes to compete from Russia uh, under circum cer certain circumstances. They really didn't want to leave athletes out of the games if that was at all possible. And they, uh, I think, feel satisfied that they were able to come up with that solution. And it seems all the Winter Olympic Federations are also satisfied. They've all you know, expressed their support for the decision by the IOC so far. Well, thanks again for joining us today, Ed, on the latest edition of Around the Rings Radio. Good to be here, Kevin. Once again, that was ATR editor Ed Hula with his thoughts on the busy week in Lausanne where the IOC decided to ban the Russian Olympic Committee but pave a way for clean athletes to join the Games in Pyeongchang. Once again, I'm Kevin Nutley. Thanks for joining us today on Around the Rings Radio. Have a good one.